Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers. We are going through the New Testament in a year and we're making great progress. We are in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. So this is a letter which was known as one of Paul's prison epistles that he wrote while he was in prison to the Ephesians. And uh, let's just jump in and see what he has to say. Chapter 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the way of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Disobedient also just sort of referring to those who are unbelieving, haven't put their faith in Christ for their salvation, for the forgiveness of their sins. And it says that we were dead and now we're alive. We followed the way of the world, and now we're following the way of the Lord. We were following the way of the prince of the power of the air, uh, a.k.a. also known as Satan. And so we're out of the old life, and now we're in the new life. Verse 3. All of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and its thoughts, like the rest... We were by nature deserving of wrath. So uh, because we were following the way of the world, we weren't following the way of the Lord, we weren't living for the Lord, we weren't loving the Lord, wrath was sitting upon us. Just living the ways of the world, living for the flesh, gratifying the flesh, gratifying the desires of the flesh, whatever it was, our pride, our arrogance, our success, whatever it might have been for any one of us and his different things for different people. But uh, following after that, and we were subject to wrath. This is what it says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him wouldn't perish, but would have everlasting life. It, it goes on and it says that those who are outside of Jesus, the wrath of God sits upon them. So what that means is that those of us who are not in Christ the wrath of God is sitting on us. We're already judged. Nobody needs to judge us. We don't need to judge anybody. We're already judged. We're already condemned. We're already lost. The, the wrath of God sits on us. And so one of the things that happens to us when we come to Christ is we're moved from darkness into light. We're moved from death into life. Because as far as eternity is concerned, death is our future. Unless we are rescued out of the darkness by Jesus Christ. And so that's what's happened to most of us, I think, that are listening here, that are looking in and looking at this particular passage. Maybe not for all. And if that's not you, then get yourself rescued. Uh, surrender to Jesus. Ask him to forgive your sins. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. And he will do it. And then you begin to walk with him. And you'll move from death into life. You'll move from wrath into life. So verse 4, because of his great love for us, oh, you know, I'm just, these are the verses that are for me. I'm just drawn to these things. God who is rich in mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. God's rich in it. And so he made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you are saved. 
So we are saved by grace. Some people say grace is the acronym God's riches at Christ's expense. What does that mean? That means that God has things for us. He has a great inheritance for us. He has eternal life for us. He has a better quality of life for us now. He has blessings, guidance, peace, all of these things in our lives, the spirit living and working in our lives. And all of that becomes ours because of what we receive from Jesus Christ. We get all of those blessings at Christ's expense. Well, what do we mean at Christ's expense? At the cross. Jesus goes to the cross. Jesus dies for our sins. And because of him dying for our sins and us being adopted into the family of God, you see, we're adopted into the family of God. So when you're adopted into the family of God, you have all the, the rights of adoption. You're an heir. You're a legitimate child. You belong to his kingdom. And it's by his grace. It's by his grace. It's not by anything else. It's by his grace. Now, he's going to explain that even more. Because we were already dead, and now we're brought to life. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. So God has raised us up. We are seated with Christ. That is our eternal destiny. That is our eternal home. That is our eternal life. Being with Jesus, lifted up with Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, and there are ages to come, this particular age that we're living in will be over. This particular age that we're living in will be done. Uh, either because it will be the end of, of the earth, the heavens and the earth as we know it, or it will be the end of our life. But in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. God has been kind to us. When we were yet enemies, he died for us. He made us his children. He brought us into his kingdom. He did all of these things for us in expressing kindness in Jesus. For Here's the key to chapter 2. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This isn't from yourself. It's the gift of God, not works, so that no one can boast. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to win God's favor. There's nothing you can do to make to, to please God. There's nothing you can do to stay his hand of judgment. There's nothing you can do to keep from his wrath from coming. There's nothing you can do. You can't go to church enough. You can't do enough Bible studies. You can't do enough good deeds. You can't uh, give money to it and, and enough people standing on the corner. There's nothing that you can do that is going to merit you being holy enough to fellowship with God. It's all based upon what Jesus did. Jesus being God himself, God in the flesh, took our place in payment. He came, died on the cross for our sins, took our payment, and it's all based upon what he has done, not on what we have done. It's not by works. It's not by keeping special days. It's not by uh, keeping routines. It's not by waking up early and praying. It's not by anything. Because if it was, then people could boast. People could say, you know, look what I have done and, and compare themselves to others, of course. And that's what people like to do. They like to think that they're holier than other people, holier than thou. I am holier than you. Well, and then it says that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared 
in advance for us to do. Now, this is sort of fascinating. This word here, this handiwork, translated differently in different translations. But the Greek word is poema, where we get our English word poem. And, and of course, if you've ever written a poem or know anybody that writes poems, if you know any poets, you know that they take an awful lot of time crafting that. You know that they take an awful lot of time deleting words and adding words and, and getting just the right words and then putting everything in just the right order. Well, that's what God is doing in our lives. God's working in our lives, shaping our lives. We're his work of art. What he's doing, he's changing us, he's transforming us, he's conforming us into his image, making us like him. We're his handiwork. Not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. And now he brings us into his family and he's making us the children. He's making us the people that he wants us to be. And it says, therefore, because of this, remember that formerly you were Gentiles by birth. You were not born into the Jewish family. You were Gentiles by birth and you were called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done to the body or in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, foreigners to the covenant of promise, without hope, without God in the world. Wow. So we didn't belong to God. We were without hope. We were without promise. We were without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Been brought near. You know, and this is the message, this is the message that we have for people, that you can be reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Not through what you've done, not through what your grandmother did, not through your uncle who was a preacher, what he did, not because of the good works, not because of the generous Christian uh, Christmas gift that you gave to the homeless last year. It's because of the grace of God, and he's done it all, and he's done it for us. You are loved, you are loved, you are loved by Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for you. Wow, what good news. Hey, bless you guys. Let's continue on in the book of Ephesians. Love you.